everyone. Welcome to another episode of Photography Chat. Uh, this is uh, episode 12, and we're going to be joined by uh, Sarah. Let's uh, get her in the mix here. Hope everyone is having a great uh, week and enjoying things out there. Um, yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. So we got Sarah there. Just inviting her in. Oh, is it? Are we working? There we go. Yay. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, what about you? Uh, not bad. I'm in Vancouver at the moment. Um, oh, because I'm moving here um, later next month. And uh, you are? yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm originally from Columbia and I moved to Toronto for work um, in 2017. And, um, you know, just with COVID and everything, I've kind of been wanting to get back because I miss my family and stuff. I haven't seen them in a while. So um, yeah. making the big drive the opposite direction. Um, so We'll see how that goes. But I, I came out here to take a look at her apartment and get stuff sorted out before um, actually moving here. Because um, yeah. it's important to have a place to put your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, damn, you're going to be further away now. <laughs> well, I mean, when things open up again, I can just like fly out to um, you know, Columbus, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Lots of exciting things to do here in Columbus. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least it's not Delaware, right? It's not Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be like the official tourism slogan for uh, for Columbus. It's like, we're not Delaware. That's true. Yeah. I, I have seen, um, there's actually a bumper sticker. It's called, it says Columbus, keep it a secret. Mm. Yeah, because there's like there's some cool shit that goes on here, but it's like, okay, well, we don't want our, you know, so what, little secret to get out. What kind of cool shit? Or it's a secret you can't tell us. <laughs> no, I don't know. I actually moved here. I'm from Dayton, which is just like an hour west of here. Um, oh. I moved here because like the art scene was was kind of good um, at the time. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's weird. It's like a, it's a larger city, but it still kind of has like a small town feel sometimes okay. so it's like people will still say hi to you on the street how long have you, you been know? in columbus for uh 10 years <laughs> yeah so um yeah oh. since i graduated college i moved here cool what would yeah. uh, what did you take in college i did fine art i did dark room photography <laughs> um so you, yeah you basically live in your dream then yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, oh my gosh, I'm not <laughs> You're popular. No, I'm not, actually. It's just like, it's about like, they're doing work on our apartment. So that's okay. all it's actually about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did darkroom photography, uh, darkroom printing. I was extremely stubborn because when I actually went to college, it was kind of when like the shift was going over to digital. Um, it was like 2007 to 2011 I was in college. Um, 
so a lot of people were shooting digital and I was like, no, I still want to shoot film and make darkroom prints. And everybody thought it was weird. <laughs> but you were just a trendsetter. Ah, I, at the time I was not at the time I was like behind. You know? <laughs> I remember I like was required to take a Photoshop class and I still shot film, processed it, scanned it, and then put it into Photoshop. <laughs> Everyone else was like, oh, it's going to take you so much longer to do this than if you just shot digital, but I wanted to. <laughs> Where's the in that? Right. I actually kind I'm of like shooting film a lot faster than digital anyways for me because, like, you know, when, when you shoot digital, you got to go do all the editing and stuff, and, like, I don't do as much editing with film. I don't really do any editing, honestly. Like, I used to remove dust spots and stuff. Um, I don't even care anymore. I don't think it doesn't bother me like it maybe it used to. I don't know. That's interesting. So, on on that thing, on on that point there, um, when you first started, like, what were some things that, like, you know, maybe art school, like, it sort of like instilled on you that you like adhered to for such a long time that now you've just sort of like freed yourself from. Um, definitely like that perfection, like that spot removal thing. Um, I just don't care about that anymore. Also, like something that I, I did when I was in school was I was shooting a lot more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, well, we did like fashion stuff and we did concept conceptual stuff. And I kind of have gone like really far away from that now where I just want to document, you know, yeah. but in, in college, it was like all conceptual. Um, when I was at, well, I started out actually at like a technical, I started out in my community college Okay. and it was very technical. Like I just took like dark room one, dark room two, dark room three. And it was all, it was shoot in camera. We were not allowed to crop in the dark room. Really? Yep. I never, I literally, like, when I went to my four-year school, I transferred, and I was like, oh, talking to my professor, I was like, I like this image, but, you know, I feel like maybe it would have been better if I did this, and she was like, you can crop in the dark room, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what, you can? <laughs> like, I never, my first teachers just shot me to shoot in camera, and that was your image. Um, we always printed full frame, and... Oh. Yeah, then I discovered you could crop. <laughs> <laughs> so much freedom. Yeah, I still do pretty much like to shoot in camera just because that's like how I learned, you know? Yeah. Um. So more like, it's just like innate now, I guess. But, that's fair. Yeah. 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 So how, like... I've been a big fan of like your, your uh, like Polaroid work and stuff like that for, for ages. Like that's how I started, um, you know, following you back in the day. Um, what, what got you into the Polaroid originally? Well, I mean, being the age that I am, um, <laughs> I've been shooting Polaroids since I was a kid. I have Polaroids from kindergarten and, you know, I still have those. Um, I was shooting a lot of Polaroids when I was in high school, too. Um, just the 600s, you know. I didn't really, at that point, know about this whole other large format world. Um, 
And then when I was in college, I followed my instructor's four by five camera for an assignment. And she had some really nice black and white four by five Polaroid film that she just like let us have. You know, she was like, okay, here's a few shots for each student. You guys can try it out and test your exposures. And I was like, holy shit, like this is awesome. Did give you type 55? No, it didn't have the negative. I think it was type 54. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, and this was in like 2009. So it was beautiful. Like it was, she, even at that point, she was like, oh, it's a little expired. Like it might have been from 2008 or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, she had no idea. Um, but it was, I still have them. They're just like so beautiful. I wish I would have taken like better images. <laughs> You know, I was like, ah, I just shot these like silly images, but, um, yeah. So then I, I was uh, enamored with the four by five at that point. So I was like, I have to, you know, I ended up buying my own, um, but I just bought like an old wooden one, the, uh, Goonlock Corona. And I've had the same one since, I mean, I don't know how many years it's been now, but yeah, it's a little rickety, um. But I, I sold, um, actually, I sold my uh, Mamiya RB, like my 120 camera, so I could get the 455. Oh, nice. I was like, making the jump, baby. <laughs> 4x5 is magical. Like, I, my, my 4x5 is, like, my favorite camera to, to muck around with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm even more excited now because I got the 4x5 Graflex RB last year. Oh, nice. So I hold a fucking four by five and just like, shoot, <laughs> like, I don't have to have a tripod. Um, I can just carry it around with me, you know. We just so have a new 55 film just joined. Have you had a chance to play with any of their new stuff yet? I have not. I, I've seen some. I, I've had people actually take photos of me on new 55 but i've never been able to shoot one um but i've seen it it's really it, it's really beautiful yeah it's, it's been on my list of like things to order when when i get a chance to um because I've, I've wanted to give that a shot yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't realize the pun there uh, i was gonna say i wonder how many times people have done that well, i want to give it a shot you know like, uh, well, I mean, there's the, how many times have they done it innocently, and how many times have they done it on purpose, being like, ah, ah, shot. No, it's better because yours was totally innocent, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, but mostly I just have a I have a fridge full of expired film, so me too. I'm slowly working my way. I actually bought a new fridge because I had I had to move recently, and. Um, I got roommates, so I was like, okay, they probably don't want me to take up the entire refrigerator <laughs> with my film stock. So I bought like another like three and a half cubic square feet fridge and I have it in the basement and it is chock full of film. It's nice. film only. I still have the eight by ten in the large front in the large fridge though, because it doesn't fit in the small fridge. I have like one of those little bar fridges too that's just filled with stuff and um I still have to use my regular fridge. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just too much overflow of stuff to fit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and um 
<laughs> I bought some eight by ten film. My friend William and I went in on some eight by ten film together, and I was like, I don't have anywhere to fucking put this, so it's chilling outside the fridge right now but it's been pretty cool out so i'm like okay like it's good for now once it starts getting hot i'm probably gonna have to find a place for it or just what, what, kind, of, what kind of eight by ten did you guys pick up um it's the 800 iso uh black and white um is that the 80 oh so eight, polaroid eight by ten yeah yeah sorry oh yeah polaroid eight by ten black and white 800 iso and the funny thing is, I need to get another lens for my 8x10. Okay. Um, because the, the lens I have on it right now is just like a barrel lens. It has no shutter in it. And uh, so everything I have to do is a hand shutter. Okay. So, yeah. So 800 ISO is a little limiting with a hand shutter. <laughs> yeah. Um. What if you get like a cap or something? Yeah, I mean, I've done like a five by seven like dark slide before, so I can like kind of go a little faster. Okay. Well, I could potentially get a filter or something for it, you know, um, that could work. And then I could do like longer, cause it goes up to F90. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, but. So it's a pretty old school eight by 10 then, eh? Yeah, it's uh, it's also a Gunlock Corona. <laughs> okay. So it's the same as my four by five, just a big rickety wooden field camera. It's not nice, like uh, you know, like a Vista or or a Deerdorf. It's just like rickety as fuck. <laughs> but it works, you know. I feel Sometimes I feel I'm... kind of bougie now because like my four by five is a Vista. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I just keep like mustering through. I'm like, here's my little, my little guy, my little tank. But <laughs> what? As long as it works, that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean that's I'm I'm cool with it. I mean I've had the same one for yeah years. I feel like I just like can't let her go, you know. And why not? If it's work, why why uh, if it's working. Uh, why change it? Uh, if you yeah. if you hit up Armand at the Denton Camera Exchange, he can probably help you out with uh, with a good eight by ten lens. Well, I could. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that. Um, so I shot we shot some TPX, which is the eight by ten Polaroid X ray film. Yeah, I saw that on your stories. So I, I yeah. was curious, like what what the sort of backstory on that was. Well, actually, it's funny because it has to do with Armand. <laughs> really? Okay. So I ended up meeting Armand several years ago um, on a road trip. And I was like, got to stop by this camera store, you know, because I knew of the camera store already. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like, I'd like to meet him or whatever. And he was totally, totally cool. And um, and also I had been talking to Jason, like, about film. And <clears throat> we were talking about, like, reciprocity failure or something, you know, just, like, totally nerd-tastic and he, he um he loves those nerdy conversations though like that's what's wild about him is like if yeah you nerd conversations you got his attention so armand was like oh like jason's in his studio you want to go over and hang out and i was like yeah like of course i do and um 
so we're just hanging out in his studio and this was when they were in Texas. Yeah. And he's, Jason was like shooting some eight by 10 film and he's got a nice camera, you know? Yeah. He does. And he like has this box of TPX. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, Oh yeah, go ahead. Open it up. It was like completely fucking sealed. I was like, I was like, are you sh- you sure you want me to open this? Like, it hasn't been opened yet. He's like, yeah, go for it. So he let me shoot one. And it, I shot one of Armand, and it was beautiful. Um, that was the first experience I had with TPX. And then I saw some on eBay um, a while ago. This was a few years ago. And I was a, like, pretty good deal. So I just bought it, took the gamble. It's instant x-ray film? Yeah. So, I mean, they actually have to use it <laughs> for x-rays, you know. Yeah. Because um, then they can look at your bones right there. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So, it's just black and It's a black and white transparency. That's wild. It's beautiful. And it, you know, it, it, the, the pack that I have is a little, like, you know, it's got the little humps. It's not completely squished. Um, but it's, it works, man. It's beautiful. So that that's the next level for me is eight by 10. So it's, I've been messing around with the four by five to see like if I wanted to go into full madness and eight by 10 mode. And yeah, uh, I, I think I'm going to like Armand has a camera that I might pick mm-hmm. up from him once I'm mm-hmm. done with everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that's, I, I would love to like get eight by 10 and like find a processor that's not insanely priced. Thanks to hipsters. Um, yeah that's the other thing yeah I bought a processor like I was probably five or six years ago now um luckily I think I paid like four hundred dollars for it that's not bad yeah um but it's not like the hand crank one those are ridiculous yeah that's Jason rocks the hand crank one because it's just easier for um having it in there I would love it. I'm always like, man, I need like an outlet in my car, you know, because when you go on road trips, if you don't have the field processor, then you have to have an outlet. Well, is there, there's, there's a hand crank port on the electric one, I think. Yeah, but the hand cranks are like, still kind of a lot of money, I think. Um, Someone's 3D printing them, I I think. So you might be able to find like a 3D printed one. Okay. We actually have a 3D printer, so... Maybe yeah, we can so just you, you might be able to just find find the design for it and print it because mm-hmm. yeah I, I've really been wanting to do like the the four I, like so I'm I am going to be doing a big road trip here in mm-hmm. three and a half weeks when I move to Vancouver and um, I might take that opportunity to shoot through a bunch of like the because I have some like Type fifty five and some other four by five sheets that have yeah. been like living in my fridge for three years now and I'm always like one day I'll shoot it and I'm just like every day I look I'm like you're just like one day closer to being dust like I got it I know that's the thing it's like you want to keep it because you want to shoot the right thing on it but then you're like if I don't shoot it it's just gonna go bad yeah and it's like and what is the right thing like it's I don't know (laughs) good question hard um, and, and I did pick up a, um, so Dave Rollins recommended getting a, a bees reel for the four by five. 
Uh-huh. It's like um, it's a canister that fits inside of the three uh, three reel tank from Patterson, and you can okay. fit six four by five sheets in it. And it's supposed to be like make it super easy for doing four by five sheets because I've tried mm. a mod fifty four before, and I hated yeah. it because like every time I'd use it, the sheets would pop out and they would like stick to the sides of the tank and they get all fucked up and stuff. So I just never even bothered doing four by five sheets. So it's like. What I shoot in my 4x5 most of the time is either the Polaroid uh, 4x5 or pack film. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I need to start shooting some sheets with it because, like, I'm going to run out of, like, the instant film eventually. Yeah, I guess people always ask, like, oh, what are you going to do when you run out of Polaroid or when it's all gone? And I'm like, I'll just keep shooting sheet film. Like, yeah. I mean, or, I love slide film. Or hit up New 55. Yeah, well, that too. I mean, there are like there are a couple other options, you know. Um, yeah, New Fifty Five, and then um, the Super Sense. Have you tried for... the Super Sense yet? Oh, I haven't, but it looks beautiful too. It, it's fun. I really, really like it a lot, but it's temperamental. So okay. if you do get some, um, you you need to give it a lot of light. Like, okay. if, if you underexpose it, it comes out total fucking garbage. Mm. So you, you kind of want to overexpose it a little bit. Because, like, it is a brand new negative and a new um, developer, but it's an expired 20 by 24 positive that they've cut right. the size. Okay. So it's, it's neat because, like, you kind of get, like, the cool sort of subdued colors of expired, but it's yeah. not as, like, muddy as some expireds are. So it, it's still kind of, like, sharp which has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it kind of looks like 690. A little bit, yeah. I think it's yeah, like which, a little bit warmer. I, so I'm really stoked about this. Um, I, Whenever I travel to a new place, I check out like Kijiji, which is like our, or yeah, Kijiji, which is like our Craigslist here in Canada. And then oh, okay. Craigslist, or Facebook Ooh. Marketplace. And um, I came across six packs <gasps> of 669 um that expired oh nine and oh eight no oh yeah. no i just just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like super super stoked about this like i really oh, hope yeah. that that it works because like he he's figured it should work because um it was kept in a cool thing but like he wasn't sure um, yeah but I got like a wicked deal on it. He only wanted a hundred bucks for the six packs because he's like, uh, I don't know if it's going to work or not. And I was just like, yeah. for a hundred bucks, I'll take the risk for six packs. There's got to be a good pot in there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. There, there's got to be at least one. So like, I'm super jazzed about that. And then like right before I left Toronto, I managed to score three packs of FP100 from one person and then another two packs from another person. Um, so I've got a little bit of the, like, pack film kicking around, which is handy because, like, I've got a, a book project that I need it for, so, um, fingers crossed on that, that it all works out. Yeah. So, books, I have a question. Do you have, like, do you have a place where you get stuff printed, or, like, do you know of a place where you're going to print a book? Yeah, I've been doing one, but I don't know anything about making it or where to print it. 
Um, I use and I suggest all the time to other people blurb. Um, they're really great. Um, I did my first book in 2018 with them and, um, I did 90 copies of that one and was really happy with how the print went. Um, 60 of them were a trade style, which is like the most economical way to print with blurb. Uh, trade style is it's a portrait style book. You can get them in five by seven, six by nine or eight by 10. Um, and you can do like full color with them. You can have soft cover and you can do hard cover if you want. Um, the Kelly, no, um, the paper quality is decent and the image quality looks really great as well too. Like I was really happy with it. Um, and then I did 30 landscape style photo books and the photo books were like twice the price per unit of the trade books, but I personally like the trade books more. Um, cause like it's, it's a matte style paper. Um, and I picked matte for the photo books, but it almost came out like a semi-gloss. Okay. That's I interesting. I wasn't really happy with like how that looked. Surprisingly though, that was the one that sold out first. Everyone wanted the landscape book, which I was like, who's going to buy so much more expensive than the other one? Um, was it larger? No, they were both eight by 10. And like okay. <laughs> the only reason I ended up doing a landscape version was, uh, one of my best friends, Chris Cohen, was helping me do the layout and design for the book. And I told him that I wanted 8 by 10 portrait. That was how the book needed to be laid out. And he built, yeah. like, beautiful, beautiful book, but it was landscape. Ah. <laughs> it's like, dude, no. And he's just like, but it's so pretty. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but I need a portrait. So, yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for doing all this work. And he was so heartbroken. I was like, you know what? I'll split the run a little bit and I'll do some of the portrait and I'll do some of the landscape. Um, but I'm using blurb again for another book that I'll probably start the pre-order right before I leave Toronto so that ordering can happen while I'm traveling. And then once I get settled in Vancouver, I can start doing the orders and shipping and all that. Um, and I'm using blurb again for that one and been pretty happy with how that looked from using them to design and um, go into production with your projects. Um, there's two ways you can go about it. They have their own software called BookWrite. Okay. Which works like Windows or Mac. And uh, BookWrite will give you like the templates for the different projects. So depending on what style of book you want to do, it'll give you all the layout that you need to fit in to do your project. Um, okay. Or if you have Adobe InDesign, there's a plugin for InDesign that will do the same thing. <clears throat> and um, so I, I used InDesign because I um, have like the, the creative suite. And um, so that's what I'm going to do. That's what I did the layout for the Quarantine Polaroids book. That'll be coming up in the next few weeks. Okay. Um, and then I'm doing a reissue of my 2018 book. Um, that'll also be done on Blurb. And then a follow-up to that one that is going to be part of what I shoot when I drive across uh, Canada. Yeah. So do people order it like from blurb or do you already have them all printed and like that's how many there are? So you, you can do it either way. So one okay. thing that, oh, hey, Brian's here. What's up, Brian? I miss that guy. He's like the <laughs> brother from another mother. Um, so you, you can go um to both ways with that one um 
So if you don't want to take on the production costs and all that upfront, you yeah. can just um, put your project together and then have it print on demand through Blurb. And okay. so, um, you just attach your PayPal account to that and you designate how much you want the book to be. And then as people order it, they just put that into your PayPal account. Um, but I kind of like the idea of like making sort of like limited runs. Of yeah, yeah. And then like signing them and sending them out kind of things. So it's like a little bit more personalized because like yeah. the first one I did, I threw prints in for, for people. I was going to say you could throw a print in or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so like my, my thought with that, and we just did this with a book project through the Northern Film Collective, which um, I helped my friend Becca with. Um, she's doing like a yearly volume of um, Canadian photographers. And nice. so we just launched volume one. And when we were trying to figure out like how we should do it, like how many we should print, I was like, well, let's do a pre-order and see how many pre-orders we get and then use that to gauge what our production run will be. And then That's just, true. yeah. And then just say like, you know, if we got 125 pre-orders, let's do a run of 150. Cause then um, we can have a couple extra there if there's like others people want to buy. And then when we're uh, putting them all out, we could, do like you know one of 150 kind of thing and yeah yeah some specialness to it yeah that's a good idea to do pre-orders that makes perfect sense cool <laughs> um it so the uh, northern film collective one was a full book um paul had a question there about it um yeah. but we are planning on maybe doing some like smaller zine projects here and there um and I mean, Blurb is great for that too. If you want to do small zines and things like that, like um, there's tons of like cool options there. Like the, the trade book would be really great for that because the quality is decent and the price per unit is, um, is really, really decent. Okay, cool. So I would highly recommend checking them out. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to make books. Like I feel like I have several different kind of ideas for series and and. Um, I don't know. I, I just haven't actually like done it yet, but I've been thinking about it for a while. So maybe that'll happen. Well, if you want, I would be happy to help you with that. And okay, cool. That'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> say that I'm an expert in design, but I'm getting like more comfortable with like, you know, book design and things like that. And it's something yeah. I'm going to spend a lot more time doing. So it'd be cool to like collab on that. I'm down. Because right. <laughs> yeah. I'm that. This whole technological thing was not my forte. <laughs> All right. Well, you send me the pictures. I'll do the layouts. A couple okay. of zooms later, we'll have a book. Shit. All right. There we go. That's exciting. I'm stoked about this. Hell yeah. <laughs> what like, happens with live chat? <laughs> well, you know, the thing that's kind of funny is like, so I've got two domains that I own. I've got like my MDB1 and then I've got like MerlinDB.com. And yeah. When I put out the first book, my friend and I came up with this like totally stupid name for like a business that we're like, we're going to be a publishing company and we'll help like other people, um, you know, publish. And we called it Edgelords because we wanted to make fun of like all the Edgelords and stuff out there. And then we realized the poor choice of that name because it, easily ties in with like incels and things like that and we're like yeah we don't really want to be associated with all of that so um i'm stripping edge lords from the reissue but i was thinking of like making like my merlin db.com one more of like a collaborative like almost like print kind of thing 
and I'm helping other people like, you know, put together book projects and stuff like that, that want to do it, but might not know. So you could be, yeah. you know, the first collab on that. I'm taking those leaps, you know. I'm super <laughs> excited. Um, oh, so Paul has, do you design your layout with test prints? Um, so for the Polaroid book, I didn't have to do test prints because I had just all the Polaroids there. So I scanned them all. Um, and when I did the Bodega's book, I didn't do test prints on that one either. That was all on the computer. Um, but before I put them for order, like I, I'll order um, just like one copy as like a proof copy just to see what it looks like and make sure that I'm happy with it before being like, all right, I'm going to like charge money for this. Um, yeah. So it's like, I'm not as serious as like Jason is with it. Cause I know like he gets like really intense with like his book production, like yeah. um, seeing the behind the scenes videos that, that Raymond posts of some of the stuff they do. It's just like, it's wild. Like what they get into with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So can I show you guys my setup where I have my phone? <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Okay. First of all, there's my cat. Can you I see can. him? I have it sitting on a bag of chocolate chips on a tissue box on my computer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how not technologically advanced I am. I'm like, oh, what can I use to like rest this on so it won't move? And I was like, oh, a bag of chocolate chips is perfect. Yeah, so I mine's a little bit crazy. So here, let's see if I could take, I'll take a picture of this. Yeah. Okay, so that that's the setup I have here. It's on. You a have little, a nice stand. <laughs> it's on a little stand, and then I have the speakerphone down here so that the audio is is all good and stuff. <laughs> I mean, maybe you should just get a bag of chocolate chips. I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then I've got I've got this like little Bluetooth keyboard for it, so that if people stuff, I can I can type things in the chat. I not not really fancy but it's just like as the like photography chat has been evolving I've been like trying to figure out like different ways to do it because like I honestly still have no idea what the hell I'm doing with this other than like every week I get another photographer to chat with me for a little bit and uh great. I've been surprised at some of the people that have said yes like, it's uh, yeah yeah it's kind of why would someone say no I don't maybe because they're I just wonder. uh too important, I guess. Oh, yeah, that could be. Or they're busy. Yeah, it could be. They, they could be really busy. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous for my first episode this year when I had Jason kicking it off for me because there was like a part of me being like, if he doesn't show, I'm going to look like such a clown. <laughs> oh, no. He wouldn't not show. No, it wasn't that he wouldn't. I, so... I wasn't super worried about that, but I was also just kind of like, it was hard getting a confirmation out of him. Cause every time I'd be like, Hey, is this cool? He just like heart the message. And I was just like, okay, but like, is it cool? Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, I really hope he shows up because I put this out. I promoted this and like a bunch of people are coming in. Um, yeah. And then like I had grainy days on, recently and that one really blew my freaking mind because like i love his videos yeah and um i wasn't 
sure if he would like do it or not. And it was actually a lot of fun. I enjoyed chatting with him. Sorry, I'm usually like working Thursday nights and I can't <laughs> I can't typically tune in. Uh, I was here for Girl with Too Many Cameras. I got to see some of that, which I was happy about. Yeah, Daniela's uh, so great. And yeah. the movement she's working on right now. Yeah. Yeah, her work's awesome. So yeah. I was happy that I got to see some of that. Um, but normally I'm just like working. <laughs> so I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but I have this week off, sort of. So yeah, it was way better <laughs> this week. Yeah. I know I didn't bring as many people as Jason, but. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, that, that doesn't really matter to me, honestly, because I want this to just be a conversation with people of like any like skill level or walk or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, like I had um, my pal Julianne on a couple episodes ago and she's like, well, why do you even want me on the chat? Like I'm not a photographer. And I was like, I know, but you use a camera when you do your stop motion animations. And oh, yeah. that's really yeah. cool because it still involves a camera and, you know, we could have a conversation about, how you use it in that sense and it's like it, not the same kind of conversation of like you know what's your favorite film stock what uh what lens like focal length is like your favorite kind of focal length things like that and so <laughs> it was really cool because like you know she brought a completely different perspective and then there's also like some bleed over because she does a lot of silk screening and stuff and so i had no oh, idea cool. like how much photography type concepts are in silk screening as well too so like that was kind of cool mm -hmm. to learn yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so oh, you yeah. You don't gotta be famous to be on the chat. Definitely not. <laughs> otherwise, I won't be here. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you are kind of infamous in the instant film community. You know, there's a lot of people. Who I love mean, I did. You know, I did go to the first Polaroid convention in Texas, that's and right. I did do uh, a demonstration there. So, I don't know what that means. But <laughs> well, I mean, you're kind of a big deal, you know. <laughs> See, even Brandy said Brandy says you're totally famous. If Brandy says, it's totally true. Nah, nah. <laughs> that's funny though. That's cute. Thank you. Uh, but it's funny because actually recently I've been seeing a lot of um, things about female photographers, you know, and. Um, basically not get you know having a harder time being recognized or even being talked to as photographers and I can attest to the fact that I've had a lot of problems with that in the past especially when I was dating another photographer mm -hmm. um and people would literally talk to him like other men would talk to him and I'm standing here like like they just thought I didn't know anything it was really frustrating so I'm, yeah, obviously standing with other women that have problems with that because it's real. <laughs> it is. It, it's a huge problem. Yeah. There was actually, there was a, a big, um, a kind of a blow up at a local magazine here in Columbus a couple years ago. They had a photographer's issue of this magazine. And, um, the person I was dating at the time, they actually asked him to be interviewed and to be in the magazine. Uh, they obviously didn't ask me. And um, so it was yeah. weird because they were like, in our space, 
where we both lived and we both shot photos and they were interviewing him and he kept bringing me into it. He kept saying like, Oh, she's a photographer too. Like we're a team, you know? And the dude that was interviewing him did not care. Didn't care at all. Um, And basically at the end of the interview, the guy was like, he's like, you know, I don't actually, he's like, I don't really, I don't want to be in this issue. He's like, I, I don't, like how you treated her you know like it was it was actually one of the better things he did <laughs> for me yeah. he was like nope he called him up he was like don't put me in this issue and it was like last minute so this issue comes out and each photographer in there every single one a male there were two that were of color which was great um but every single one had like a two-page spread and then because he dropped out at the last second, they put two young women in there um, that only got about a quarter of a page. That was supposed to be his pages. They fit two women in there. And um, they were the only women in the entire photography issue. Every other person in there was a male. Um, it was severely disappointing I mean, they got a lot of flack for that. Because um, I was just like, the only reason you put women in there in the first place was because this one man dropped out at the last second. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> That's super fucked up. And it's like, oh shit, you dropped out because like we wouldn't put his partner, like if, or consider his partner to be part of the interview. Let's yeah. knee-jerk react by trying to like shove two women in the mix here, but not give them as much like, not even, attention. Nope. Not even as much. <laughs> they, they, they literally got like these two tiny little blips. <laughs> it's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of shit for that. From At least from the women in the community, because we have so many amazing women photographers locally here too. Like, I just couldn't believe it. That's super disappointing. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a thing that women in any industry deal with, but I, I know it's definitely male-centric in photography, too. It, it is, and it's, like, uncomfortable sometimes how manly photography comes across. Like, yeah. I even have discomfort with it, where it's just, like... I don't want to be a bro down. Like, you know, we have a bit more diversity in here. Um, Because it's like, usually dudes and usually white dudes. And usually they're shooting women. Yeah. I also find interesting, you know. Um, Oh, a book that just came out called Women Street Photographers. No, I have not, but I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Um, I, I haven't heard about that either. So I'll have to see what's up with that. Is it recent? Is it, like, more modern street photographers, I wonder? Because I love, like, Helen Levitt is one of my all-time favorite street photographers. And she She's amazing. Um, but okay. I wonder if it's more, like, current. Bar focus. Yeah, the male gaze, right? Ugh, it's, yeah, women aren't meant to take photos. Only be in them. <laughs> no. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just came out. Let me look this up here. Women street photographers book. 
Oh, there's a website, womenstreetphotographers.com. Okay. Originally published 2021. Sweet. Okay, Women's huh. Street Photography. Oh, they had so they had an open call to get um, people to submit, um, and then they made a book out of it. Very cool. That's awesome. Hell yeah! To the women's photographers, be inspired, be empowered. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Paul. Features thank you. Yeah, I will definitely look that up. Very cool. Oh, and yeah. someone shared the Instagram here at Women Street Photographers. So definitely yeah. need to check that out. Yeah. Thank you for the men who support us. <laughs> yeah, it's there needs to be more support just in general. Like it's I mean Brandy's comment, barf male gaze, is is very true. Like yeah, I think that's one of my least favorite things. Like, if you do go scroll in Instagram, it's just all of the male gazy photos that are all of the same images by different people that are kind of cringy. I can't tell you how many people I have unfollowed in the last like year. I'm just like tired of seeing the same shit. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. it looks, it's just like boring. I'm like, okay, another hot girl. Like, I don't care. I'm sorry, but I don't care anymore. Like, I'm like, everyone's beautiful. Like, can we just like say that? Like, everyone's beautiful. Okay, I don't have to look at your ass anymore. Like, it's cool. <laughs> like, yeah. <I> <laughs> <laughs> There's already enough butts on the internet. Um, yeah. You can hit that up on Google. Um, and that's one thing that I really appreciate about your photos is like, I've always been drawn to like there there feels like there's like a story or like a narrative happening in your photos that's just like really intriguing that like kind of pulls you into them and I've always really dug that about your work. Ooh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to accept compliments very well, so I'm terrible at it as well because okay. people say nice things to me. I'm like, thanks. I'm a shit bag. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm just like I don't even want to say thank you. I just want to be like. Ooh, like this. <laughs> I My totally cat's like, like I'm a freak right now. <laughs> look, look at this. Look at him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? You're talking to your little thing, and you're not, you're not paying attention to me. Exactly. He's like, why are you not petting me or giving me food? That's the real question. <laughs> <sighs> so, what kind of uh, projects you've been working on lately? Um, well, I mean, I did take, um, road trip out to San Francisco. Oh, nice. When did you do that? I did that in September, um, the end of August through the beginning of September last year. Um, I have an uncle who's lived out there for 40 plus years. Um, and he, his health was declining. So I went out. <laughs> to visit him and then to bring back some family stuff that he wanted me to have. And, um, it was just kind of a good, it was a good reason to just get on the road, you know? Um, so I got to visit with him and, and it was great. Um, it was honestly one of the best road trips I've ever had. Um, my partner and I went and we were gone for like two weeks. Um, just kind of camped and took it slow and shot lots of photos. Like it's so hard to decide what cameras to take. 
Um, what did you end up taking? So I took uh, the Graflex RB 4x5, um, my Goonlock Corona 4x5, the Spartaflex, of course, um, my little 1940s 120 camera, the Sparty. Do you have a Spartaflex? What is that? I don't. <laughs> I was like, are you going to grab a Spartaflex right now? No. Um, and then just like a point and shoot and uh, also like a 35 millimeter SLR. So only like six cameras. <laughs> that's not, that's a good amount. You know, it's funny because I had the 8x10 all packed up and I had like the processor and the film and everything and I freaked out at the last second. I was like, I don't, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I was like, I have too many cameras. I can't like do 4x5 and 4x5 and 120 and 35 and 8x10. I just felt like overwhelmed, you know? So I took the 8x10 out at the last second. Because I was like, if I'm going to shoot 8x10, I kind of want to like focus on that more, you know, yeah. than um, I'm just so much more comfortable with 4x5. It's just like, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's at this point, I'm just like, I can shoot a 4x5 in like 30 seconds if I need to, or less, probably. Like, you know, it's just like, blah, blah, blah. and 8x10 is just so different. Um Especially with that lens where I have no shutter. Yeah. I And, yeah, bringing the processor and making sure the Polaroid film doesn't get overheated or too cold. I just didn't want to fuck up the 8x10 Polaroid film. And... Yeah, because you can't really do the armpit trick with 8x10. <laughs> no, not that it's, easy. That's not going to um, work. So, I, yeah, so I just stuck with 4x5, 120, and 35. Um, and shot some eight by 10, like I'll just shoot it around here and stuff or yeah. just take the eight by 10 and just focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot of film. That's great. <laughs> it's, huh? It, it's, it's always fun, like taking cameras on road trips and, and shooting out there. Like even on this trip, like I've only been in Vancouver, like it was a nine day trip out here to Vancouver and I, I wanted to do it all with carry-on, so it's like I needed to fit nine days of clothes and then, like, my computers because, like, I'm still working, and so it's like I have my personal one and my work one because I don't like mixing the two. Um, okay. And so I was trying to, like, be like, what cameras do I want to take? It's like, should I bring a Polaroid? But I'm like, I don't really want to try and stuff one of my pop-up Polaroids in the bag and have it get, like, janky, so I ended up bringing a Lomo square instead because I'm like if I break the Lomo I won't be so heartbroken about it yeah um and then I brought my f5 and then a Roly um rangefinder and mm -hmm. um a Lomo uh reusable camera which is such a cheap piece of plastic but is like one of my all-time favorite cameras right now because it just takes such cool pictures that's awesome, yeah. If you've never played with one before, you should you should check one out and just mess okay. around. Like they're I think they're like thirty bucks or something. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Okay. Not bad at all. They're really only good for daylight. Um sure. they do have a flash on them, but the flash isn't super duper powerful. Um it's still decent and it comes it has like these built in gels. So if you're shooting color film, you can mix and match the gels to get some like cool effects with with the um the color uh, yeah but yeah I, I put like 
think like 14 rolls through that disposable camera so far and it's like every time it's been super surprising about it oh is it gavin said something about uh but what if you're out and see something that would look great on half frame or 20 by 24 yeah <laughs> true oh man ah. so someone offered me a 20 by 24 deer dwarf and I really had to fight to say no. Wait, they offered it like to buy at a okay. <laughs> what would you say no? Okay, <laughs> but at a very, very reasonable. Yeah, like it was just like I was like I, I want I need to say no, but I don't want to because it's yeah. such a beautiful camera because it was. Um, it was a custom made 20 by 24 that had an eight by 10 deer door front standard and then okay. custom bellows that went from the eight by 10 front to 20 by 24 and then a custom mm -hmm. 20 by 24 rear standard. Um, it was on a century stand that had like the big wheels on it for like moving it up and down and all that stuff. Um, and it was uh, outfitted to do tin type, um, but yeah. also had like a couple of like, 20 by 24 holders if you got custom stuff done by I guess Ilford would be the only ones doing that right now yeah um, but damn I, like, <laughs> I had to say no but I didn't want to because like man it's just so beautiful and it had like the same thing as yours where um it didn't have a shutter so you had to like put a cap or something over um, yep to stop the exposure yeah that would be hard to say no to yeah but... it it would have basically dominated my apartment. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think I have a place for that. <laughs> yeah, you, you need like a dedicated studio for something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well. So do you have some studio space in, in Columbus that you usually work out of? Or? Um, actually, in the place we just moved into, um, we have a third floor. Um, okay. So, I mean kind of see you up there it's weird because i kind of do a lot of different things i don't just do film um photography i also do like antique and like vintage clothing and um i also do figure modeling and i do sewing and so it's like and painting like sometimes i'm like i'm trying to do too much but so my studio is more for like sewing and painting and stuff like that and i mean i do scan and stuff up there but I don't have a place to process right now, which is like breaking my heart. <laughs> and I really, really want to do some darkroom printing, like so bad. Um, yeah, I would love to print right now. And I don't have a place to do it at the moment. Is it, so, there's no like places where you could share like space or like rent space? Not, I mean, there's one place where you can rent the dark room, but I don't even think they have four by five, like an enlarger that does four by five. It might only be 35 millimeter or 120. And I'm like, I'm like, I at least want to do 120, if not four by five. Like, yeah, I used to have a place to do all this, but it's a long story why I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I know parts of that. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. I'll be able, I'll do it again at some point. Um, yeah. 
So I don't really have a studio for processing and printing at the moment. It's just sad. But mostly just shooting right now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You always need no. material to put stuff together. I mean, yeah, we got some books to make. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because actually, like, I don't really do projects on purpose, but slowly, like, over the years, I've been documenting kind of the gentrification of Columbus. Um, oh. Yeah, I've been documenting buildings that are, like, no longer standing because um, there are condos there now. And the place we moved into has this green space right outside my window. And I was like, oh, we moved in. And I was like, man, it's so nice to, like, have some green space. I can hear the birds. There's trees. Literally the day after I said that, we hear a chainsaw outside. And I was like, fuck, um, no. Like, there's a guy out there cutting down all the trees. We went out and talked to him. He's like, oh, yeah, um, somebody hired me to do this. You know, they're going to be building two houses right here. And I was like, of course they are. Yeah. So I've been documenting, like, the field outside my window, <laughs> like, the progression of, like, the trees, and they're gone, and this guy chopping them down, and then I'm going to hopefully document the whole house going up and the construction and everything, too, just, like, from my window. It's kind of a weird, like, voyeuristic type of thing. I kind of dig that, though. Yeah. Can... I don't know if it'll amount to anything good but um you never know yeah. you, you could make it like a zine or a book or something and call it there goes the neighborhood yes that's <laughs> a good title yeah <laughs> uh so that's something i've just kind of been working on like slowly you know as it happens um which is is yeah that's my life right now i just look out my window and see what's happening next <laughs> The, the gentrification is an interesting thing. Cause like the um, the book I did in 2018 was convenience stores in, mm -hmm. in Toronto because um, I wasn't really used to that kind of stuff. Um, where I lived in BC, we didn't really have like independent convenience stores anymore. It was just all like kind of uh, chain kind of things. Um, yeah. And for, for the reissue, I thought I should go check because it was 22 different places that I shot. I was like, I should go mm. see how many of them are still there. Um, yeah. Especially the, after COVID, for sure. Yeah. So out of the 22, uh, only five of them went out of business. And okay. um, I don't know the story with a bunch of them, but two of them, people were asking me questions why I was taking pictures of that place. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I took a picture of it like in 2018 for a book on convenience stores. And they were like, this was a convenience store? Like, I've been in this neighborhood for, like, two years, and there's been a bakery the whole time. And, like, yeah, it was a convenience store before it was a bakery. Um, so it was kind of interesting. Like, some of the places died before COVID. Um, so, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to, like, see more of that. Like, gentrification is such a weird, weird thing. Like, just the stripping of community and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, that's part of the reason why I moved out of my last place, because some scumbag basically lied to the, the previous owners. They were like, we like our tenants. We like, um, you know, we like long-term tenants. They all pay on time. And it was affordable. And 
Um, I'd lived there for a couple of years already and he promised them he was not going to raise the rent. And of course he was going to say whatever he fucking wanted to, to, to buy that property from them. The yeah. second he bought it, he raised the rent like by 30%. Whoa. Yeah. And then like when he finally like, yeah, cutting corners. <laughs> so um, Catherine and I, <laughs> Haiku Cat is one of my roommates. Okay. She, in the last place with me i forgot yeah we did okay so we did a super eight film so he like basically we agreed on a price which i still wasn't happy with and then he gives he gives us the lease and it's like has all this added stuff in it that he didn't mention before i was like you're trying to add on like another 60 dollars per month and water and sewer and then he was like oh and you're also responsible for cutting the grass what and I was like, dude, we live in the city. Like, we, all, everyone that lives here has been living here for years. None of us have a lawnmower. Like, yeah. you can't throw that on in the middle of summer. Um, so Catherine and I made a super eight of us cutting the grass with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And it's called Cutting Corners. Um, I have not finished the, like, music and stuff for it yet, so I'm still in the editing phase, but it's pretty funny. So you make the music for the videos, too? Sometimes, yeah, I do. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is that just from, like, a licensing perspective, or just something that you enjoy doing? Um, Both. Uh, I used to be in a band, so I used to play keyboard. I wasn't very good, but it was fun. <laughs> Um, I, I used yeah. to play in a band too, and I wasn't very good either. <laughs> but I still I enjoy playing piano and keyboard and xylophones and stuff. So I usually just like will make something up that goes with the video. Um, yeah, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. And also, yeah, licensing. I don't have to worry about it because <laughs> you know it's just some random shit I made up. <laughs> I was watching a thing on, on the Neistat brothers recently and when they like before they blew up and like started making money like they were so like broke when they were doing projects that like they would have to make their own um, soundtracks to go yeah if they had just like the money that they could get for the project they had to spend on doing the project and they couldn't like spend on licensing and stuff yeah I mean some cool things can come out of being poor <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> some shit comes out of the important too, but some cool things can come out, like resourcefulness. <laughs> well, is that, yeah, you get creative. And, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of neat too, because, like, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? Yep, that's true. Yeah. So. So even though we had to move out of that place, we got a really great Super 8 film coming your way. <laughs> do, you, do you have some of that in your stories like last year? For some I did put little tiny clips. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, That's why John did yeah. his own score. Interesting. I had no idea yeah. either. Like putting pierogies in craft dinner? What kind of fucking witchcraft is that? <laughs> is that what you do when you're poor i actually do love pierogies yeah <laughs> I, I love pierogies but i've never thought about like bridging pierogies and craft dinner together like that 
Yeah. Yeah. I've done some used weird do, shit with craft dinner, but not that. I used to do pierogies with onions and mushrooms. That's really good. Ooh. And the skillet. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes you, you cut up a little bit of like farmer sausage or something and you do that with the onions and, and the mushrooms. That that's pretty Yeah, cool. do that. <laughs> there's, there's this uh there's this bar that I used to drink at a lot in my uh younger years in a town called Kelowna. And I liked going to this one bar because there was this dude who was just a mad genius that, you know, you always see like hot dog stands or like other things when you walk out of a bar. But this guy was a fucking genius. This guy had a barbecue stand that did pierogies and sausages out front of the bar. And yeah, smart. After you spent all night getting wasted in a club, the best thing you can do is eat like a massive bowl of like pierogies and sour cream and sausage. <laughs> <laughs> now I just kind of want pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't have any. Ugh. Oh, well. I did just eat some good avocado toast that I made before this, so. I saw the weirdest thing. Apparently, like, avocado lattes are like a thing now where like you take an avocado and you like kind of core it out enough that you can put a latte inside of it. And I was just kind of inside. like, pictures have gone too far. Inside of it? Yeah. So like when you take the pit out, they like open it up yeah. a little bit more and pour the coffee inside of the avocado. And then you like drink um, it out of the avocado and then eat it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It makes People no sense. People are really getting bored. <laughs> yeah. Latte. Like they're just using it as a cup. Like a Red Bull. Yeah, but, but like a squishy, weird, like, I don't know. It just seems wrong. Uh, I think everyone else is like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I thought you were saying like they made it with the avocado in it. And I was like, that's kind of weird, too. But avocados kind of do have a bland flavor, so I can see how it could work. But... You could probably, like, do, like, mix an avocado into a latte and have it not be, like, too terrible. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's necessary. <laughs> delicious food to awful coffee art. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, we'll bring it back to delicious food. So one of my all-time favorite places that I would love to go to as soon as the border opens up again, one of the first things I'm going to do is be booking a flight to Denton, Texas to go see Armand at the Denton yeah. Camera Exchange. Um, <laughs> and then just behind the Denton Camera Exchange is Mi Casita Mexican Yeah, Sushi. I've been there too. <laughs> and it's, that's my all-time favorite Mexican restaurant. And it's good. I'm just, like, dying for the day that I can, like, go to Denton and grab some food at Mi Casita <laughs> go and then sit in the camera shop with Armand and just bullshit for a while. Yeah. And then just bring home your eight by 10. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It, I'm just so bummed that I can't see my photo pals in person. Cause like we booked uh Policon Bay area just happened a couple weeks ago and it was still remote. And yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, sad to like not be able to see these people face to face. And um, I mean, for you guys, 
Policon in Texas might actually be like an in-person event. Um, so well, if, if you want to make your way down to Texas and, you know, you feel safe with that, um, it sounds like there's going to be some in-person stuff happening for, um, you know, Policon 6. Um, but I don't think the U.S.-Canada border is, is going to be open by then. So uh, When is it? It's usually in the fall, isn't it? Like yeah, September? Like the, the last week of September, usually. Okay. I mean, because, I mean, people are getting vaccinated here pretty quickly not, now. Not, not here, though, sadly. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, like, super behind on it. And then, like, they're talking about us going into a third wave of a second pandemic. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because, like, the variants are, like, just going rampant here right now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, like, Toronto's, num like, Ontario, like, where, where I live currently, um, their numbers are starting to, like, climb again because of the variants which is also part of like why i want to get um get the fuck out because um i want to move before things really pop off um because it's not that crazy here in bc but i mean until we can ramp up vaccinations it's going to be kind of like shit here for a while but it's great though that you know vaccinations are actually happening in the U.S. because um, y'all's government handled the pandemic so well initially. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Um, but I know, I was like, he's not being serious. And I was like, oh, thank God, okay. No, but, like, it's cool that they're actually handling the vaccinations properly, um, which is great. Um, you know, I saw Brian got vaccinated recently. A bunch of other pals have been vaccinated down there. I'm almost oh, yeah. like, open the border so I can go get me a vaccination. Too. Yeah, yeah. You're like, can I get in on this? Yeah. It's like, yo, I don't want to die. Hi. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I... I think like he at least in Ohio, I think it's like March 29th. People 16 and up can get really? vaccinated. Yep. So it's coming up. Yeah, it does depend on where you are. Yeah, that's true. It's I don't know. I don't know if the, like the well. I know everything is not going to be the same again. Like, it's just, yeah. what is it going to look like on the other side of all of this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm, I'm curious. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What no, are you go ahead. no, you go first. Yeah. Did we both say I'm curious at the same time? I'm curious. I did, yeah. Um, uh, says, all my friends in Colorado are still waiting to get their first vaccination, but East Coast U.S. friends have their second doses already. Yeah. Wow. Dang, we're we're kind of in the middle of that. I I we're not. I think it's maybe forty and up in Ohio can start to get vaccinated now. Uh, I think before it is. Um, but yeah, so we're somewhere in the middle. I don't. I haven't had either shot yet. Um, not eligible, but my parents have had theirs, so that's good. Um, I forget. What I was gonna say now. Uh. I was curious, and you know, this this always comes up. 
in in most of the chats, but it's like, how has, you know, COVID-19 and the pandemic impacted your creativity and like, you know, um, your work output and, you know, how you've been feeling about things? Yeah, definitely. I, after I went on my road trip, I for sure just like didn't shoot for a while. Um, in fact, if I hadn't gone on that road trip, I probably wouldn't have shot as much. Um, I tend to take a break in the winter, you know, not on purpose. I just get like bogged down, you know, and also like finances have been an issue. Um, so I've been trying, basically focusing more on like, how can I make money this month? <laughs> um and I mean, and I have made money with photography, but it's not like a main, it's not a main source of income for me, which I'm okay with because then I can still enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so I, I've kind of just had to focus on other things for a while, you know, because um, I, I really enjoy shooting with people. Uh, and so it's kind of hard to do that. I have had a couple instances where, you know, I've had some, some distant meetups and we, you know, we've um, photographed together, but I just really enjoy shooting portraits and stuff. So that's, it's hard to do. You can't get that close to people um, yeah. unless you're, you, if you're outside and stuff, you can, but yeah. Or um, just get a really long lens. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you look great. Um, fabulous. Paul asks, uh, do you use digital at all? Me? No, uh, I don't for where I mean, I use digital. This is an interesting question. I use digital to shoot um, vintage clothing that I sell online. Uh, other than that, I, I do not shoot digital at all for personal work. Yeah, that's what the point shoots for. <laughs> What's your favorite point and shoot? I have oh it's downstairs. Um a little Olympus uh I forget what it, I forget what that one even is. I have an Olympus trip. Okay. That I like. Um it has some fun light leaks in it. And then just another like oh whoops I missed all these. Um yeah, just another like Olympus from like the nineties. Uh, it works great. I got it at the thrift store like six years ago, and it's still kicking ass. So those are some of the best cameras. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really well made. Uh, it's not it's not an XA2. I can't remember what it's. Oh, it's the Olympus Infinity. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, it's treated me well. I, I picked up um, one of the weatherproof. Olympus is at a thrift store a few years ago, and that's been one of my favorite point shoots. Oh yeah, but it's getting yeah, hard to I, find stuff at thrift stores. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, I mean, I think people have definitely like caught on to it or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't really find like cam like working cameras at thrift stores anymore. Honestly, it's like if I see one there, it's like oh, okay, like it's broken or the battery is all corroded or it's just like, 
it's usually just like garbage which sucks but i'm like well at least i have been going to thrift stores for a long time and i'm pretty set on the cameras that i have you know i'm not like necessarily like people will like send me oh these cameras are for sale and i'm like that's great like i don't need any <laughs> i like i like yeah, the stuff yeah yeah, I'm pretty set. Like, maybe I would upgrade my 8x10 at some point, but... What kind of 8x10 would you want to get? I mean, I'd love to have a deer dwarf. Oh, man, me too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> no, I mean... Yeah. Mine's fine. Even just, like, a, a, a Corona that's in better shape, mine's a little rough. Um, I'd love to have, yeah... One where I didn't have to put paper in under the like hinges. Because <laughs> it's like, it's going like the, it's going like this, and I have to put paper in so it's like straight. <laughs> it just adds character to it though, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Nah, it's, it's cool. It still works. It's just, it's a uh, little rickety. That's all. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I've got a friend in London, Ontario, or not London, uh, Hamilton, that um, he shoots a five by seven from like the early eighteen hundreds. Nice, hell, shit. He picked it up in in Berlin, um, and it was made by this dude that was part of like a ballet troupe that like when he wasn't dancing he made cameras and that's sweet <laughs> it's super also like it doesn't have a shutter like yours so he just like slides a cap over the lens and then uh for focusing and stuff you have to he has to move it and then he has these like huge clamps they almost look like the things from car batteries like when you're yeah. for cables he uses those to clamp it in place once he's like focused where he wants it to be like <laughs> I love it. It's quite the ordeal, but it takes beautiful photos. Dude, I mean, that's that's kind of what what I like about the cameras I shoot with, because it's like, I'm always like, ah, you don't have to have, like, the nicest shit to make good photos. No. It, it doesn't matter. You, like, the cheapest cameras, like, one of my favorite cameras is that Spartaflex. They're, it's from, like, 1940. The first one I ever bought was $7. And I just... Bye. And I just love it. Um, yeah. So you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. Like, man, I have known people that were like just starting to shoot film, like just starting to shoot 35 millimeter and they drop like a thousand dollars on like a Leica or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm just like, you don't need that. Just start with like a Minolta. Exactly. <laughs> or like a, a Canon A1 or like yeah. like Nikon or something. Like, you know, there's so many cheaper options. That well, still looks beautiful. Like, it's, yeah, it's funny. But I guess if you have the money, then you, <laughs> if you want to do that, then that's cool. Why not, right? Yeah, well... <laughs> I'd rather buy more film, buy a cheaper camera, and buy more film. <laughs> Paul says an Icon F3. I'm actually trying to sell an F3, so if anyone wants one, hit me up. <laughs> a little plug. <laughs> a little, a little plug. 
Well, I've been kind of going. So, gear was so cheap in Toronto for a while, and like when I got back into shooting a film, I went deep into just like buying all this stuff because it was. I'm like, it's so cheap. I can't say no to it. And then I have yeah. so much stuff now that I don't need. And so, like in prepping for the move, I'm like, I love all these things, but I want to sell the ones I'm not actively using so that other people can enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned this before, but Paul is wondering here, uh, do you develop at home? Um, I, I do. I have. Um, currently, I am not set up at this because I just moved. So hopefully I can get a sink in the basement soon so I can start processing here again. Because, um, yeah, I just hate sending my film out. Uh, yeah. I, I'd love to start processing again. <laughs> For sure. I miss it. I remember the first time I processed my own 4x5 slides, I almost shit myself. It was so good. <laughs> that, you sounded exactly like uh, Grainy Days on that. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I don't know if you've watched his um, his video the first time he shot 8x10. Oh, no, I need to watch it. Oh, my God. So I kind of like, and this may, may like have some people end up hating me for, but I don't like a lot of like the YouTube videos on like camera stuff on, on YouTube because it's just like there's so many like the same sort of shit over and over. Sure. And like props to those people for like creating content and putting them out there. Um, but Grainy Day shit is kind of amusing because he's just a self-deprecating asshole like the rest of us. But yeah. the 8x10 video was so hilarious because he was just, like, talking about, like, going into the foray of, like, 8x10 and just, like, kissing money goodbye. And oh, you know, yeah. the moment when he hit the shutter and he's like, I don't know if I died or if I shit myself or, like, what happened, but, like, something amazing has happened. <laughs> yeah. I literally freak when I process eight by ten Polaroids. Like it's, I'm just like, <gasps> I hope it's good. I hope it turns out. <laughs> it's such like, a magical thing. Yeah, you get like convulsions when you're just like holding it before you peel it. You're like, <gasps> I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Well, and, uh, the the yeah. peel apart stuff that eight by ten blows my mind. So I've only seen that a few times. Like most of my experience with eight by ten Polaroid has been like the Polaroid original stuff that Oh sure, yeah. First where you don't actually peel it. But yep, not the same. Holy shit. Like the peel apart that's like the longest peel in the world seeing that, that happen. Like so crazy. It's so good. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to shoot eight by ten and eat pierogies now. <laughs> JP says Newton and his gang of rings. Oh yeah, Newton rings. <laughs> oh, I hate Newton rings so much. Yep. Yeah. So, you, so you say you do your own scanning. How do you avoid Newton rings when you're scanning Polaroids? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, I suddenly don't feel so bad now because um, I don't anymore either. I kind of like gave up trying to get, and I'm like, whatever. It's a fucking yeah. ring. It you can tell I scanned it. It's still. Yeah, like, what do, you, do people think you didn't scan it? Yeah. Um, 
it just appeared. It just turned into zeros and ones somehow. I don't know how. Or, or yeah. You, it, or, I hate the Polaroid film filter that is like so popular where people just like take their digital pictures and make it a Polaroid. And I'm like, it's not, it's not real stuff. <laughs> I know. Uh, you're preaching in the choir, buddy. I, I hear you a hundred percent. But, you know, they just want to be as cool as we are. Polaroid is an expensive game. Like, it is, yeah. The, it was not always this expensive. See, that's what I hear. But I was late to the game. Like, I, um, I started shooting film again in 2017. Okay, and, yeah. Um... Yeah, shit wasn't cheap. And then Maybe. I really, like, I got into Polaroid because of Jason. I saw an interview that Jason did where he was talking about, like, the honesty of Polaroid images and just sort of, like, the magic about them. And it was about yeah. his 8x10 work. And I was like, holy fuck, I want to shoot 8x10. And then I looked at how much 8x10 Polaroid costs. And I was like, this is yeah. why Jason shoots 8x10, because he can afford it. <laughs> Oh, I remember, yeah. I mean, he definitely made it really hard to buy film after, like, pe I mean, he made a lot of people want to shoot Polaroid film. Um, but prior to, like, like when he was still, like, Chet Bernard, even, <laughs> on Instagram, um, I mean, people were shooting it, but it wasn't, it wasn't expensive. Like, I remember there was a local camera shop who was selling the 3000B, for eight ninety five a pack because oh it was inspired. And the food the the and the color, the one hundred was twelve dollars a pack because it was expired. And I was like <sighs> if I would have known I would have bought every single pack. Like Yeah. I mean I did buy a lot. I bought a lot of them, but I didn't buy every single one. You know. <laughs> And, and now, like, our favorite three-letter camera company really loves jacking up the prices of all of that shit whenever they find little troves of it. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm, like, I probably just, like, won't buy anymore. Like, I don't know. I can't afford it. So I just don't – I just, like, have what I have. Yeah. I might get some new 55 at some point, you know, or try the SuperSense. Um, <clears throat> but then – I'll probably just shoot sheet film. So after it's gone, I don't know, unless I find it. I mean, I'll still look for deals, you know? Well, this is, yeah. So like those, those five packs I bought recently, those were like wicked deals because like, I can't justify the 120 or whatever that they're selling that if you want, like it just that. Fuck no. Like the last brand new pack I bought, where before I was like, this is too much, was like I paid 60 bucks for a pack of FP100C, and I, I felt kind of cheated at that because I was like, this is, this is way too much. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. Yeah. That's like, honestly, 100 bucks or whatever, what they're going for now, that's like almost what I pay for 8x10. Like, yeah. Is getting into that territory. Like, 8x10 has actually gone down quite a bit. Probably because not as many people shoot it. 
or it's just like, it's just very risky to spend like, okay, $300 on, you know, a pack of 15 or whatever. Like it's risky. Um, <clears throat> but How have you been burned when you've been buying eight by 10? Honestly, I've been pretty lucky. Um, and one time it was so weird. One time I did buy like two boxes. I think it was 809 and it ended up, and the person literally said in the listing guaranteed to work. So I was like, okay, cool. It was totally shot. It was dry. Like there was just dried chemistry coming out the sides. Like I was like, I was like, dude, this doesn't, this isn't going to work. And he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just refund you and just keep it. And I was like, all right, sweet. Like that's unusual that someone will do that. Most times people are smart about it now. And they're like, you know, I'm not responsible if this doesn't work, you know, it's expired, all that. But the best, the best thing to do is to buy something directly from a photographer. If you can do that, like if they're like, Hey, I was the one that bought this in the early two thousands and it's been stored, then that's like the closest thing you can get to a guarantee because they probably took care of it. Yeah. If you can get there before Brooklyn film camera does. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, (laughs) I did a lot of where I got some of my eight Oh nine was directly like it wasn't on eBay or anything. It was like directly from a photographer in like Tennessee or Kentucky. And he like invited me to a studio and like, he's like, Oh yeah, I have a fridge full of film. Like he had like four boxes of eight by 10. And he was like, yeah, you can have all it. Like I paid, you know, I, he sold it to me. Um, but it was all like, I was able to feel the pods and be like, Oh yeah, these are juicy. This is great. I'll pay for it. Yeah. Um, and it was from 1993. It expired in 93 and it's beautiful, but you'd be, I'd be skeptical to buy that online, you know? Yeah. Cause you could possibly get burned on that. And it's a lot of money to gamble. Like, if you don't make a lot of money, <laughs> if you have it to throw away, then sure. But I don't, it's a lot of money for me to invest. Um, You're in really making me want to go eight by 10. <laughs> I'm trying to get everybody on board. <laughs> I mean, large format is where it's at. So it's like, um, I do the photo chats every week, but. Um, there's another dude linked in with the whole Jason thing, which is hilarious that like so many people I know in the photography world, there's this like common thread of Jason being in the mix of it. Yeah. Uh, but this dude, he, he bought Jason's old town car and drove it from California back to uh, Boston area. And okay. uh, Pete is all about the large format. Like he loves shooting eight by 10 and four by five. And so we've been doing a monthly thing called large every first Friday of uh, the month. We do large format Fridays with Pete and Merlin. Okay. Okay. We'll have to get you in on one of those. If you, if you, if you down that, I think we're going to try doing it on zoom so that we can have like three people on at one time and I have a way to like stream the zoom onto Instagram. Um, Okay. But yeah, we've been, we've done three, two or three episodes and have that. And it's been pretty fun talking about the large format stuff. Yeah. One of my most prized possessions actually probably that I have that has to do with like large format is at the first Policon in Texas, 
Jason asked to shoot an 8x10 of me. And I was like, uh, okay, sure. And he shot an 809. <laughs> and then he shot, he was like, oh, I want to shoot another one. And I was like, okay, like that was looked great to me, but sure. So he shot a second one and then he let me keep one. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I have an 809 that Jason Lee shot of me from the first Polaroid convention. It's just like, yeah, it's like one of the, probably one of the, my favorite things that I have. And I like don't even show it or you know, anything, but it's it's pretty, pretty nice photo. He did a great job. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, you can do up to four people now on Instagram Live. I didn't know that. That That is cool. So we don't even have to do the Zoom. We can just do it on Instagram Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, technology. I guess computers can do that. They can do stuff. <laughs> I'm a terrible technology person, even though it's like what I do for a living. I <laughs> Even though you have your great phone stand and I have this phone stand. I mean, it's a great phone stand, and then if you, like, need snacks later, um, you, can, you have right there. So, it's kind of like a sand bag, except it's a chocolate chip bag. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. It's just, it's two birds with one stone. And what, what is the map that you have behind you? Oh, it's uh, an old highway map of Ohio from 1947. Whoa. Yeah. So really like not actually highways, which is kind of great. They're like all the old, um, old highways, which are not highways anymore. So it's kind of fun for exploring. So are, are some of those roads still open then? Or are they all gone now? No, they're still open, but um, a lot, like a lot of the newer highways that we have now, aren't even on here. Um, okay. So this would be like, oh, you know when a road says like, oh, old highway 13 or whatever. It's like, oh, it used to be the highway, but now there's actually a highway. Yeah. And so it's like, an, like a regular road now or a dirt road. That's cool. Yeah. So do you like, uh, go on like road trip adventures on the back roads often then? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I like to go on day trips around Ohio and Kayla and I have done it before, um, and Kevin, my partner, and I have done it. We just kind of drive around Ohio <laughs> on the back roads and shoot and talk to locals, and it's fun. Yeah, find small towns. Nice. Yeah. I, I did that through um, parts of, like, Kansas and Oklahoma, and that was really cool. Oh, Yeah. I love road trips. I would leave right now if I could. <laughs> I love road trips too. Like it's just so cool. Like, you know, the people you meet when you're on the road and like the pictures you can take while you're out there. Like it's, um, yeah. When, when I meet people that don't really like the idea of traveling, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Cause I'm like, you should really try it. <laughs> you should go up there and see. Just like get you out of your small little bubble. You know, and it's, um, yeah, it's just, like, calming. It's eye-opening. It kind of makes me feel small in a good way, where you're like, oh, like, it's, 
it's okay. Like everyone's just doing their thing and we're all just humans. Like we all just need to relax. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. We're, yeah, we all just need to relax and we are all humans. Like it's, and it does make you feel kind of small when you're out there and you just see like how big the world actually is. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Like it's, it's humbling in a really good way. Yeah, I'll just have to come road trip to Vancouver, meet you over there. Absolutely. At some point. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I definitely am going to be making my way to Ohio. Like, that's, there's there's a lot of different spots that I want to hit. Um, but, yeah, for sure, like, I want to go to Ohio. I got to go back to Illinois for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's because <laughs> I, I miss Brian and everyone out there. Yeah, I know. It was so. Oh, that was like such an awesome show. That was like that was fun. Super nervous, but I was like, these are my people here. You know, <laughs> these are instant film people. I was chill. I was having a great time. <laughs> that was so much fun. Elgin is like a really neat uh, little town. Yeah, it was cute. For sure. Definitely. Well, I really appreciate you uh, spending some time with me on the internets here. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> no problem. And I will be hitting you up to talk to you about the book stuff because that's really exciting. And yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'm going to make some dinner now. Sounds good. Hopefully <laughs> pierogies. Oh, man, I really want pierogies so bad. Oh, you want to say hi to the puffers? Oh, nice. Oh, no. He's a big boy. Not not paying attention at all. (laughs) Uh, He's all distracted. He's like, my mom's over there doing something. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Ian, so much for being on here. And, uh, you know, another great episode of the Photo Chat. Um, Next week, I'm going to have Andre from Sinistil Film on. Um, He's going to talk about photography and probably a little bit of sin is still questions out there so that should be a lot of fun and you know i hope you guys stay safe out there and have a great weekend yay love you guys ah. and thank you so much again sarah like it was so great to have you on here yeah it was nice to talk to you <laughs> of course you did great not awkward <laughs> not awkward except super awkward that's fine but like awkward's the best sometimes uh, it just is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, and you have lots of fans here. Everyone's cheering you on. Ugh, that's because they're all cool. These are the cool folks. But Yay. That, means, that means you're cool, too. <laughs> or we're just all really awkward and nerdy. Uh, that's probably more correct than anything else. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, everyone have a great night. Wash your hands. Stay safe out there. Keep the mask over the nose and stuff. <laughs> Love right. you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs>